Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 617, recorded live on Sunday, December 15th, 2019. And here are your hosts, the man who was able to record last week, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who was down in North Carolina, Indy Lohai. How was the trip? It was actually not bad. I say this because uh, I'm traveling with a two-year-old. Right. Yeah. So, you're just imagining, like, you know, all the ways of it going wrong, and it it, it wasn't bad. Granted, you know, we had to leave here at 4.40 in the morning. We get to uh, Detroit Airport two hours ahead of time, and we are like the second to last people on the plane. Right Why before were you the second to like at the back of the plane, or like look going onto it, you were the second to last. Going onto it, we were the second to last. <clears throat> okay. So it uh, it was it was a little bit, you know, it didn't seem like a rush, but it was always like you know checking the time, checking the time, checking the time. All right. So yeah, the the two hours getting to the airport, you know, for that one was, we barely made it. And then we, you know, on the trip back, the Raleigh airport, we get there two hours early. We get through, um, we get, we get through the TSA checkpoint in like 30 minutes and then we're like, okay, so what do we do for the next hour and a half? (laughs) You go and look at the artwork in the airport and you see if they have a play area. They did not have a play area. And all the artwork in the airport was up in the ceiling. Was in the ceiling. Yes, they were. It like, was all like hanging stuff up in the ceiling. So you couldn't get Isaac close and be like, "Look at the pretty pictures." Mm-hmm. That sounds like a really poorly designed airport. Yeah, yeah, it does. They also had those, um, you know, those like little walkways. The moving walkways. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Except they weren't flat. What? They were a moving walkway, and at one point they would, you know, it it dipped down a bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know how disconcerting that is when you're standing on a level surface and all of a sudden the level surface suddenly tips underneath you? That that could be kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, we actually got compliments on both plane flights. <clears throat> for how on, well your... For how well Isaac, Isaac did. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, we... Uh, we did the whole thing, so yeah. If you if you ever are wondering about how to travel with a small child, I have experience. <laughs> so, what did you do in the airport for an hour? Hold on, Isaac is doing something in the kitchen. Okay. Are you all done? It seems he can feed himself Cheerios now. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> he went in there, got into the Lazy Susan, got the container of Cheerios open, poured himself a bowl, and then put the container away again. Good for him. And good for you guys for, for like, demonstrating the putting it away part again and again. Sorry, it's just when you hear loud banging in the kitchen, you're like, he's in there by himself. What's like, going what's on? going on? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> it's, the, it's the eyes. It's really quiet out. It's a little too yeah. quiet. What is he up to? Um, but in the airport for the hour and a half, we uh, kept him occupied with um, YouTube videos and uh, flashcards. <clears throat> oh, cool. Flashcards about what? Uh, it was picked up at the dollar store when I was picking up some of his uh, freeze-dried apple slices. And they mm-hmm. were just <clears throat> objects. 
just flashcards so of objects. Yeah, so it's like tree, star, brush, bus, you know? Just, cool. And we just put them out on the floor there, and we're like, can you find the star? Can you find the tree? Can you find the tooth? Nice. That, and we gave them a couple more buses as well, so. <laughs> oh, the buses. Yep. Did you the, watch the, the airplanes, like, take off and land and all that stuff? Um, We did a couple of times, but the way the jetways were lined up we couldn't really see the runways from the window lame poorly designed airport yeah 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 (laughs) but it was a direct flight from detroit to the airport Mm -hmm. so you know it was an under two hour flight to get down there and then you know it was an hour um hour hour and a half drive from raleigh down to fayetteville so rather than you know getting him on the plane and then um you know having a layover somewhere and then getting him right. on another plane. Right. Well, I'm glad that it all worked out to, to get down there and to get back. Mm-hmm. Granted, I was sick Sunday night and most of Monday, so. Oh, no. Yeah. What kind of sick? Oh, my stomach was upset. Not sure about what. Mm. Might have been something I ate or, you know, I had just traveled in a large steel tube with a large number of people. Aluminum tube, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's always like amusing to remember that an airplane is really just a literally a flying soda can. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Put like jet engines on a soda can, that's an airplane. <clears throat> cool. So how how was North Carolina? How was Fayetteville? It was, what did you guys it, do? It was good. We just hung out. Cool. What's the the new baby's name? Uh, Alex. Alex. Okay. Well, very cool. I last weekend. What did I do last weekend? I didn't really do much of anything. Uh, no, that's not true. I, I, I flew to Ann Arbor. That's what I did last weekend. God, was that just last weekend? Uh, mine was for much less fun reasons, though. I had a funeral to go to. Oh. So it, it worked out that we weren't recording. Uh, he passed away, like, last Wednesday. And in, in Jewish tradition, you are supposed to bury them within, like, 72 hours. That's, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah. So the funeral was Friday. I found out Wednesday morning that he had passed away. By Wednesday night, I had a ticket for Thursday night, and the funeral was Friday morning. Well, my apologies for that. Thank you. Um, that's that's that was my weekend though. Like just going and dealing with family. Your weekend sounded a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Well, um, I guess topics. I guess so. Do you want to uh, hit the one topic everybody's been talking about? Which topic is that? The official name of Project Scarlet. Oh, they named it. the release of what the box looks like. They, I didn't, I, I have missed this totally. Okay, yeah, start talking. I'm, look, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> that is the Xbox Series X. okay. So Xbox, yep. Xbox 360, yep. Xbox One X, Xbox Series X. Yes. Wait, isn't it the Xbox One, and then it was the Xbox One X? Because there's also the Xbox One S, right? Uh, no, I thought it was the Xbox One. Oh, maybe it is the Xbox One, and then the Xbox One X. Because yeah, there's also the the Xbox One S. <laughs> what was the difference there? The S, um, <clears throat> I think, is the uh, included a Blu-ray player. Uh, is a 500 gigabyte, one terabyte, and two terabyte model. The Xbox One X is the more beefy one. And the Xbox One S also has an all-digital edition, which um, doesn't have a drive. Okay. So which which one is 
Generation 8, which is the current generation. That's the Xbox One X. I do believe so, yes. No, there was no Xbox One. It went from Xbox... No, there was an Xbox One. It was the X-Bone. Okay, and then the One X. Okay. Yeah, it was the One. And now it's Series. God damn, this... See, this is the stupidity of their naming and why they shouldn't have jumped to 360, but they wanted to have something to come out against the PlayStation 3. So they had to do the 360 because you couldn't buy an Xbox 2 if you were buying a PlayStation 3. And they screwed themselves up for years. And, you know, Sony's going to come out this year with a or next year with a PlayStation 5. And they're just going to call it the PlayStation 5 because we all know it's the fifth PlayStation. Right. I mean, that's (laughs) so straightforward. As for those playing at home, the official timeline is Xbox One. Xbox One S, Xbox One X, Xbox One S, all digital. Okay, but can you go back to the very beginning? Well, yeah, but the yeah, the Xbox and then the Xbox Three Six. Yeah, oh my goodness gracious! And which, by the way, the Xbox One, which was the third one, right? Yes, should have just. I, I, to this day, I maintain they missed their opportunity, and it should have been the Xbox Three Sixty Five. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm not going to argue against that one because that sounds way better you know so so they went from the xbox one to the xbox one s and the xbox one x playstation 4 when they did an incremental Mm. update what'd they do playstation 4 pro pro yeah just just they added to it okay so the name is stupid yes the form factor is different yes this i don't know if i call it stupid but it's different this box is looks like a it's you know what it's certainly a box (laughs) yes it is as wide as the controller and three times as tall as the controller. And it has a square footprint. So it's a controller wide, it's a controller deep, and it's three controllers tall. I love that their measurement is controller. Well, it gives you a good idea of the size of it. Uh, well, I mean, compare the Xbox 360 controller to the Xbox controller. Oh, geez, that original controller. <laughs> You could eat dinner off that original controller. Yep. So, in case you're wondering, yes, you can put it on its side. Okay. So, that... Because I'm, you know, I'm looking at the 360 right now in my rack next to, you know, our cable box and our DVD player. What else do we have in there? We got the cable box, DVD player, Xbox 360. They're all, you know, it's that same form factor that's, you know, maybe 1RU, 2RU high, not wider than 19 inches. 1RU? 1RU, yes, that is a measurement for rack unit. (laughs) Okay. Is is that a standard measure? Yeah, actually, yeah. One rack unit is equal to 1.75 inches. Okay, there you go. When you order server racks... The frames come in RU heights, so you have an idea of how many units... How many how many units you can put in. Yes. All right. All right. I get behind it. It's just like also the rack units, if they're, you know, screw holes have the same exact... Um, well, they're technically supposed to have the same exact thread standard, but some of them have different ones, actually. <laughs> I found that one out. But now, most of the time, people are just using universal square holes for the racks. Okay. So the, the question is, will this fit in your current setup and the answer would be no so you would have to but it. if it's if it's a vertical tower i mean what's what's the width of this you said it's a controller wide but yeah. like 
five inches, six inches. Uh, let's see what they say what the controller is. <clears throat> Thank you, autoplay video. No, they don't tell me what the size is. Has anybody found? I mean, what's the dimensions of a, a standard current Xbox controller? Okay, using stills from the announcement trailer, the console is an estimated 31 centimeters tall with 16 centimeters width and depth. So about six inches, right? Yeah. How many? Wait, how many centimeters? 31 high. Yeah. 16 wide and deep. Okay, so five would be 12. Six would be, yeah, so about six inches. I'm too lazy to do the conversion. Andy, do the conversion. <laughs> Divide it by 2.54. No, I did centimeters, not millimeters. Hold on. <laughs> it's, I was like, it's 122 inches? That's not right. Yeah, 12 inches. 12 inches tall and then and about- 160 6.29 inches wide. Okay. So it's about four are you tall. <laughs> I love that. That's a unit of measure. You you could actually set this in a rack. It would take <clears throat> up four RU spaces, but it's it is narrow enough to actually fit in a nineteen inch rack. But you're not you're not making a server out of these. No, and I'd rather have something that's a little bit deeper than just, you and know. And a little bit shorter. Yeah. But but I think that's the, the idea of why they have it standing up, is that you don't put it in the rack. You no, put you, it have like, it, you have it sitting out by your television, or you have it sitting yeah. out. They have it looking like it's supposed to be a coffee table piece. Oh, I, which would be a terrible idea. Yes, Oh, well, wait, okay. No, I'm sorry. You you added the word piece there. A coffee table piece, like on the coffee table. Yes. Not as a coffee table. No, no, no. This would be like you'd have a, a buffet under your TV. I don't know what you would actually call uh, a buffet. Would, would it be a buffet? Kind of like that. For me, a buffet is food. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's like the, the like an end table, but it's on the wall. It's long and it's narrow. End table? But not an end table, because end tables are normally supposed to be, you know, on the end. A fay table, maybe? Sideboard? Sure. This is uh, this is getting out of the realm of my knowledge, Andy. <laughs> I, I have an extensive set of knowledge, but this is... This you're, is you're, not, you're not an interior decorator? I am not. No. I've never claimed to be. My, my Sims houses are always terrible. <laughs> Like, I feel like what I should do is just whatever my instinct is to do, do the opposite. But then I don't know what I would do. (laughs) So I should not ask you if you know what the difference is between a credenza and a server is. I mean, I use the term credenza at work as a uh, it's like a cabinet with things on top of it and things inside of it. And when you open the, the doors on the side, there are there are shelves on the interior. That is my understanding of a credenza. I'm shopping for dining room storage. What should I search for? Everybody names furniture whatever they think sounds best. Oh, lovely. <laughs> it's not me! But yeah, something like a like a sideboard or a buffet or a server or a credenza. You have you have one of those kind of like under your wall mounted television sort of thing, right? Sure. And this I mean like, I don't, but sure. Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like, you know, this <clears throat> is meant to actually sit out and be almost like, you know, a conversation piece sort of thing. Oh, what's that? Oh, psh, that's that's nothing. That's just my uh my Xbox. Series X. Series X. 
Well, the current Xbox One controller fits majority of hands. New design is slightly smaller and increases coverage from 95 to 98. Okay. I was there a Microsoft event or something like? No, no, no. There how was did the, I miss this? There was. It was at the Game Awards. Oh, and I didn't watch those. <clears throat> okay. So Scarlet is now Series X. Yep. Um. There are currently two so- games announced for it. Halo. Okay. Halo Infinite. And Sen Senua Saga Hellblade Two. Sure, <laughs> I never. I I didn't know there was a Senua Saga Hellblade One. I guess there is. Uh okay. The, oh, do you want to know the specs for the inside of the? I mean, yes and no. Part of me says like, oh man, how powerful is it? Part of me says like, who the fuck cares? Like, what what is important about that anymore? The only thing that I would actually be really interested in is the storage capacity. Does it do ray tracing? I don't know. It's got a AMD Ryzen Zen 2 CPU. Yeah. An AMD is, Navi-based just... GPU. Okay. At approximately 12 teraflops. Yeah. Uh, GDDR6 SD RAM. No idea what the capacity is yet. And no idea what the storage is. For no idea what the storage is yet either. That's the thing, AK... though, is these... The, the, you know, the, the specs on the box are impressive. Yes. But, you know, yeah. it's it's kind of like the, the Apple mentality where it's, you know, if somebody is designing a game for this box, they are designing it specifically for this box, hopefully. So mm-hmm. it's hopefully going to look good. Well, That's, but no one designed, well, not no one, very few people design games for a specific box anymore. That's mm, that's true. Why would you? Why would you limit yourself? Because you've got a contract for exclusivity. Yep. And so exclusivity is a thing, and exclusive games are going to look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I signed up for the Xbox Games Pass yesterday. Okay. Since it's currently set to a dollar for a month. What? And then $5 a month after that. But I need to have an Xbox One for that, don't I? No. No, nope. you don't. You have to have Windows 10. Oh. Well, I have that. Well, then you can... <laughs> Windows keeps hey, reminding remember, me that I have that. Do you remember um, we were talking not too long ago, a couple months ago, about like what Steam could do to just totally destroy the industry and change everything? Uh, a little bit. And we, we said, if they just said, you know what? Forget it. You're not buying individual games anymore. Here's the entire library for X amount a month. Yeah. Well, that's what Games Pass is. Oh, okay. It's not the entire library. But it's a it's a good amount. I mean, I have Outer Worlds. I have the Halo Master Chief Collection. I have ReCore. I have Crackdown 3. Um, and I paid a buck. I got a really neat pinball game. And I paid a buck. Not for the game, just for the service. The game is free, as long as I'm a subscriber to the service. And it's not Google Stadia like, I'll stream it to you. No, it downloaded it, which means I'm playing it locally. Okay. So, you know, just just putting that out. Like, my point of of bringing that up and doing that little mini review and shooting myself in the foot for my review next week (laughs) is, the fuck do the specs matter anymore? I can buy these games and play them on my computer for five bucks a month. How is Microsoft not shooting themselves in the foot? Because there's always new games coming out. Which will go on to Xbox Game Pass. After a certain amount of time. Uh, 
They are talking about releasing them simultaneously. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. To uh, talk about the throwback to earlier in the episode, you know how I talked about some of the uh, stuff at the airport being up in the ceiling? Mm -hmm. My portals are currently under attack. Your portals at that airport? At that airport, yeah. I just got notified. Uh. I'm like, oh, giant. What? I'm like, oh, yeah, that was the one at the airport. Well, okay. They can have fun. (laughs) Yeah, knock yourself out. Yeah. I... So you're uh, thinking that Microsoft is shooting themselves in the foot by releasing new hardware or releasing this Game Pass? Both. Or do you want to wait like, on this topic and talk about it next week? We'll probably talk about it next week, I think. Okay. But just, like, the fact that they, they are doing both of them, like, one or the other would have been good. I don't know why they're doing both. I feel like they are, like, damaging themselves. Okay. I, the other thing that they did not announce was the price. Yeah. Yeah. Which some people think it's going to be $600 at release. Yup. I mean, that's a lot of hardware. Mm-hmm. And the Xbox One X, what is, what, uh, 500 when it first came I out? Don't know, granted, I don't know what else it could be. Granted, yeah, the Xbox One X, one terabyte console with controller is currently $300. So... Oh, if it's $600, they're going to run into another problem, which is no one's going to pay that much. Yeah. Unless it's got some pretty baller exclusive content. And another Halo game does not count. No. I still think with the Xbox One, I'm looking on Amazon right now, a one terabyte console, Xbox One X, 367.80, you know. I could see them put this one up for 500 again, because the Xbox One X, they'll just be like, okay, you know, Xbox One X right now, supposed to be 500, came out as 500. Yeah, but they're going to make some bullshit argument of, well, this is a step up, and this is what we think, and we put in X amount of time and effort making everything. And then Sony's going to come out with the PlayStation 5 and say, it's $500. Yeah. Microsoft's going to have the same problem they whoa, had last whoa, time. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sony does not have, like, glass houses, man. Glass houses. How much was the PlayStation 3? Uh, Do you not remember how much a PS3 cost? You bought one. No, I didn't. Uh, well, I bought one and then promptly returned it after. You returned it 30 days later. <laughs> yes. PlayStation 3 at release was $600. PlayStation 4 at release was... <clears throat> did they not list it? Introductory price, $400. Mm-hmm. And the PS4 Pro? Uh... PS4 Pro. Is it going to tell me? Really? You're not going to list that in the Wikipedia article about PS4 Pro? Thanks. Thanks, PlayStation. Or not PlayStation. Thanks, Wikipedia. Now, well, currently I can tell you how much it is. I just don't know what the introductory price is. Well, how much is it now? 400 Okay. So let's assume it's gone down. <laughs> yes. So probably It will launch either. November 10th, 2016 and cost $400. Okay. What? The PS4 Pro? Yeah. GameSpot article, October right. 10th, 2016. It will All launch right. November 10th and cost $400. That's weird. So I could see I could see 5 They they need to do 500. If they do 600, PlayStation should just go out and say, "Okay, their PS4 Pro was 400, they'll say, okay, PS5, 500. It's like yeah. in the name there, PS5, 500. It just, it would make marketing sense to me. <sighs> oh, okay. So that's, that's, that's a thing, right? That happened. Wow, I missed a lot at the game. What else did I miss at the Games Awards? I don't know, because I also did not pay attention. Hang on, Games Awards. 
Why aren't we talking about that? I feel like that's also a big thing. Like, we probably should pay attention to this. This is in our interests. Every result, world premiere, etc., etc. Uh, all right, game of the year, Sekiro. Shadows die twice. I've never... I guess I should check that out. <laughs> Best action game, Devil May Cry 5. Best art direction, Control. Best audio design, Call of Duty. Okay. Wow. Uh, oh, wow. They had best esports coach as a thing. Okay. Okay. Best esports host, best esports player, esports team, best family game. That's a that's a new category. I don't remember that kind of category before. Wow. I don't know most of these games. I have clearly not been paying attention this year. Well, Disco Elysium won like four categories. Andy, have you ever heard of this? Nope. Disco Elysium won the best fresh indie game, the best indie game, the best narrative, the best role-playing game. Holy crap. Woo! Beat Saber won best VR game, because of course it did. Okay, so like, that was those the, the awards. What about the other stuff that people actually go to look for? Game awards, highlights... Oh, Reggie was there. Did he get some sort of like lifetime achievement award or something? No, oh, no, he was just in attendance. Oh, well, props to him. Uh, new Bravely Default game. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't look like there's a whole lot more going on. So, okay, um, this yeah. Do, do, so, like, do you want to awards? Do you want to talk about other video game news then? Sure. Ooh, there's a new Final Fantasy VII trailer. Godfall, Bravely Default 2, Warframe, Heroes Expeditions. A lot of games that were announced or trailered at this show. You'd, you'd think this was like replacing E3. But E3 this year is going to be nuts. Is it? Well, I mean, you'll have you'll have the PlayStation 5 and you'll have that Xbox Series X, I guess. Okay, other other video game news then. What else do you have, sir? Um, Naughty Dog. Drake's uh, Fortune? Uh, well, Jack and Daxter, actually. Okay, but Naughty Dog are the people who did Drake, right? Yes. Okay. But they're, you know, one of the earlier games was Jack and Daxter. Okay. And it was, I think, the... Uh, what was it? The 35th anniversary. So um, over the last year, they were they had teamed up to actually re-release in physical form the Jack and Daxter series as collector's cool. editions and standard editions and everything. <laughs> and they sold out. OK, because it's a good game. Yeah. People love it. Yeah. There's well, a lot of history there. Today, by today, I mean um, back earlier this week, they announced that actually all the money that they had received from the sales of all of the collector's editions and limited editions and standard editions that they released will actually be all donated to six charities. Whoa! Good for them. That's pretty cool. Which charities? Uh, Canine for Warriors, Surfrider Foundation, the LGBT Center of Los Angeles, Able Gamers, uh, Daggers, and Child's Play. Nice. So I don't know what Daggers is. I know what most of those other ones are. Yeah, I, that that's the one I don't know. D-A-G-E-R-S is what? For Disability Game Review. So it's probably along the lines of the Able Gamers. Okay, Disability Game Review. Video Game A-G-R. Accessory. Interesting. Okay, cool. Which, you know, that would make sense. That <laughs> How are these games able to be played for those with disabilities? Yep. 
Well, Microsoft evidently came out with a a disability controller, mm-hmm. which has like changed gaming for people with disabilities. I think we talked about that, where they came out with it, or at least it was it was one of the topics I wanted to talk about. I'm not sure if we got to it or not. Where they came out with this controller, and all a bunch of the the people who came in were like, "Okay, you know, I've got you know, I've got a somebody with disabilities. I got them this. Now what?" And it was like, okay, you know, somebody needs to kind of make accessories for the accessories because there's a lot of people who... Yeah. Accessible accessories. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, the good for Naughty Dog. I'm thoroughly impressed. Yeah, just like, yeah, I know we're doing this. And all of a sudden it's like, you know what, by the way, you know, we're just going to donate all the money to charity. And they didn't even tell people beforehand, no. right? No, it wasn't they they just... like, hey, you're buying this to donate to charity. It's just like, you know what, we did this and all that money, we're just going to donate it. Yep. That's awesome. Good for them. Take that, Dr. Geltner. <laughs> Twelve years later, still not letting that one go. Well, no. Video I... games are evil. Well, yeah. Let's talk about that. Uh, okay. Speaking of 12 years ago, or more accurately, 10 years ago, holy shit, Angry Birds is 10. Yes, Angry Birds is now 10 years old. God, I remember, One of the I remember when that came first, out. Well, in 2009. I know. We should probably look at the episodes back from 2009. So, Angry Birds, what do you think, Andy? Going places? <laughs> 2009. I mean, to be fair, like, smartphones were not the same as they are now. Yeah, they no. Were, 2009 was a year and a half after the iOS App Store debuted. Right. So, like, they were smartphones. Yes. They were principally phones that could do, like, some, some cool things. Now, my, my phone is not a phone. My phone is a computer that can make phone calls. Which now, it can answer phone calls on its own now, too. It can? Yeah. Did you not see the, the, the Google phone screener? Uh, I mean, I see the option to screen the call, but I assume that was just like it would ask them to say their name. It, yeah, it basically, you know, it, would, it, it has the AI doing it there. And you can read the response and you can say if that's a, uh, if that's a spam message or not. If it's a spam message, the AI will respond with basically asking to be removed from the list. <clears throat> That's awesome. <clears throat> so if you call me <laughs> and I don't yeah. recognize the number, you will get to talk to the nice lady. The the AI? Yes. Okay. Wow. Ten years ago. Yeah. It was a really well-designed game. Yes. I want to be clear. No, I played the crap out of that game. <laughs> It was a good game. Man, yeah, it's it's very different now than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, is he on a tractor or, or a truck? A dump truck, actually, yes. A dump truck, okay. Yes, uh, his, his new game is to take his piles of other cars and vehicles and put them in the yeah. back of the dump truck, move it somewhere else, and then dump them out. And then he would... Which you, I mean, that's what a dump truck is for. Yeah. Are you going to teach him that the internet is like that? <laughs> no, it's not like a dump truck. <laughs> I, I thought, but I, I remember someone saying the internet is like a big truck. <laughs> no, it's not like a big... Oh, you have a bus in the back. Oh, a city I'm sorry, bus. but is, is the internet not like a big truck? No, it's not like a big truck. Uh-huh. It's a series of two. Okay. What what else do we want to talk about? 
We went on for a long time about Xbox. Uh, Niantic is teaming up with Qualcomm to create alternative reality glasses. Alternative or augmented? I always Sorry. thought AR was augment. Yeah, alt- augmented, yes. Sorry, my apology. Okay. Uh-oh. Didn't like the truck. Must not have liked my joke about the series of tubes. No, he's going upstairs for his nap. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're gonna... Okay, they're gonna, so... Do I get to play Pokemon with the glasses? I don't know. I think this is part of the Niantic Creator Program, which is basically opening up Ni- the Niantic platform, platform. for other people yeah. to create games. And I guess Qualcomm is... Um, going to create glasses to help okay but like does that mean i get to play pokemon go with these glasses and actually see like all the pokemon really you're playing pokemon go with the ar turned on i mean i'm not (laughs) if i if i had glasses that would do it that were designed specifically for it i might i mean harry potter i turned that ar off as fast as the first thing you do yeah yeah, because it, it just takes time. Like, it's not worth it. No, no, it's not. I don't know anyone who plays Pokemon Go with the AR turned on. But Andy, Andy, think about, like, Ingress with the portals and the resonators that you could see them. Yeah, no, not feeling it. No? No, it's... I mean, I wouldn't want to spend more than, like, 30 bucks on it. <laughs> 30 bucks on, basically, the Niantic version of Google Glass. Yep. Or, uh, what's the, uh, HoloLens? HoloLens. HoloLens. Like, the holodeck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which, by the way, HoloLens 2 is supposed to be, like, pretty badass. Well, I don't doubt it, but it's since it's developer-only. Yeah. Granted, I could see that, where you, uh, some of the newer transmitters, there's not, you know, field-replaceable parts, per se, or, sorry, component-level replaceable parts. <laughs> yeah. So most of the time, when we had to send one part in, we just literally took out the whole module, sent that in, they sent us another module as a replacement. Think about not needing a broadcast engineer to do that. You send the module, and you send a pair of glasses with it. You put the glasses on, you look at some Your QR mission, code. Should you choose to accept it? This message will self-destruct in 10 seconds. Well, I hope, yeah, it wouldn't do that. Well, it's it's a one-time use, right? <laughs> it's, you, you one shot to do this. Oh, Jesus Christ. Pokemon Go surpasses $3 billion in lifetime revenue. So Niantic is pairing with Qualcomm? Yes. Okay. I mean, of all the companies, I'm not sure where Qualcomm is coming from on this, but sure. So, well, I guess who's developing the glasses then? Is it Qualcomm doing the, the hardware, or are they just supplying the processor? Uh, uh, here it is. It's in our intentions to execute a multi-year joint collaboration on an integrated design spanning mm-hmm. AR glasses, reference hardware, software, and cloud components. Okay, so a bunch of, like, Tech speak garbage. That's the best I can give you. Yep. We'll see. We'll keep an eye out. We'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Redbox is dropping video games. Good. It was a stupid business model for them. Because, yeah, no. Why would I rent a game and try and beat it in a day? Right. It doesn't. It, games are not, you know, yeah, I could see maybe if I had a nice weekend with nothing going on, maybe I could, you know, knock out a game. But yeah, no. You uh, supposedly you can go online and buy the games that they have left till the end of the year. I don't know what games they have. Um, Death Standing, Jedi Fallen Order, a bunch of sports games that no one cares about. 
Oh, oh, we didn't talk about this. Sports games, NCAA, the the recent ruling in California. Do you, did you hear about this? That, yeah, the the players need to have agents or can have agents and get the players. Well, it's not just need or or can have agents. They can make money. The players can make money from uses of their likeness, which opens the door for EA to come back and renegotiate and continue like pick back up with the NCAA football games. Well, that should be interesting. So that's that's something else to think about in the future and keep in, in mind. Ah, stupid. Sorry, I've got a Facebook thread going right now on one of the broadcasting engineering groups. Are, are you Facebooking while we are... People are responding recording. to my re- thing there, so I'm trying to respond back to them because they're asking questions. And I want to... I while the iron is hot. Okay. <clears throat> I don't need to do serial data because I'm doing data via IP, which means I don't have to have a bunch of wires. My gosh, that's so nice. My old satellite receiver box needed, um, back in the old days, you needed four pairs of wires for each audio input, left plus, left minus, right plus, right minus, for each four of those. And then you needed um, two wires for every relay. And this thing had um, 32 relays on the back. So you need had a possibility of 64 plus another 16 mm-hmm. wires coming out of this box. Just it was a chaotic mess coming out of the back of this thing. Now the new box, yep. two wires for each audio input. So I've, I've got it down to a single Ethernet cord carrying all four audio channels and another Ethernet cord plugging it into the network because I'm using UDP to broadcast all the relays to our network. Okay. So 64 individual just strands of wires, sometimes in pairs or not, literally just down to two Ethernet cords coming out of the back of this thing now. That's that's pretty good. There's a big change. Yes. It's so much clearer back there now. Makes your job a lot easier. Yes. Especially since when it's like, hey, can we change this wiring? I want it to go here. And I'm like, okay, log on to the thing there. Oh, okay. In- instead of UDP to here, I want UDP to here. Boom, done. No more having to physically wire things up is just a godsend now. Um, oh, we can talk about smartphones, though. Okay. Because... What about smartphones? Well, according to the study, less than 10% of Americans are actually buying the flagship-level smartphones. As I sit here holding my Pixel 4 XL, yeah? <laughs> less than, yeah, less than um, 10%. Makes sense. Yeah, no, but it's, you know, smart, you know, the, the flagship phones are supposedly the latest and greatest. And I feel like it's kind of like the, the trickle down effect where it's like, you know, people are, they're trying to, they're trying out things. I hate to say they're kind of almost at trying out the things with the spl- flagship phones. And then as, you know, technology progresses and gets cheaper, then it kind of goes, you know, works its way down to the lower valued phones. I mean, we, we see that with the pixels right now, literally, uh, there's stuff that was added to the older pixel phones. Yeah, like the uh, yeah. astrophotography, some of the other pix- originally Pixel 4 exclusive stuff is now finally, you know, w- working its way backwards. Yep. I haven't tried the astrophotography stuff yet. I probably should. Uh, I did do the night sight stuff, and that yeah. works awesome. Well, yeah, I showed you those two photos from the night sight stuff. That was just nuts. Where yeah. <laughs> It's like, you know, I took the original photo, and yeah, and then I took the night sight. It's like, oh, you can actually see the other tower back there. Yeah. So, um... Uh, Billboard is actually going to start counting YouTube video, uh, views and or like the Billboard top 20 thing. Yes. YouTube, mm-hmm. Vivo, 
Apple and Spotify streams are all now going to get started getting counting towards the Billboard uh, charts. Oh, man. I wonder what that's going to do. I don't know. Like... How how much is that? It's probably not going to have any effect. The Billboard charts will only count official licensed video content uploaded by or be on behalf of rights holders. <laughs> so your uh, your pumpkin dance to whatever song will not count. Yeah. Did you did you see what I did there? I, I did not because I have no idea what the pumpkin dance is. Pumpkin dance viral video from two thousand and six. The dancing pumpkin man. What? Go to the topic for is this, the. Is this like David Pumpkin or is this? No, no. Go to the the topic is another Fortnite lawsuit. Oh, another dance. Yes, but I get it. Yeah, he didn't file a lawsuit against Epic about it. He okay. sent them a cease and desist letter because, as yeah. we know from earlier, you can't the Supreme Court. Dance. Um, yeah, Supreme Court ruled plaintiffs must first register a copyright for the dance before they can actually sue on behalf of the dance. Yep. So he just sent a cease and desist letter saying, hey, stop selling the emote that is based off of my dance. My dance. Okay. Epic then turned around and filed a lawsuit against him, claiming it does not owe him anything has not and has not infringed on any trademark or copyright. Yeah. I mean, they're not suing him for any money. They're just suing him to stop him and continue to use the the dance. Yes, which according to the Supreme Court, they have every right to because he did not. He says, stop doing this. They say, no. Granted, when they say that, uh, okay, so Epic claims that the Pump It Up emote does not infringe on Geller's claimed copyrights because he does not own a protective character, nor are the party's respective works substantially similar, similar as a matter of law. Which, if you actually watch the emote and then watch, or if you watch his dance and then watch the emote, you're like, no, they're substantially similar. (laughs) But according to them, as a matter of law, no, they're not. Right. Dances aren't copywritten. Unless you already copyright it first. Like, even, even then, like, you can't copyright a dance. I thought we covered this. Copyright Registration of Choreography and Pantomime Copyright Act provides in Section 102A4 for copyright protection and pantomimes for choreographic work created after January 1st, 1978, fixed in some tangible medium of expression. Okay, categories of dance movement. It covers categories of dance and movement not protected by copyright. Okay, where's that? Categories not protected. Some categories of dance and non-dance movement, such as sports activities and performance art, do not fall within copyright even though they may be unique. Individual movements or dance steps by themselves are not copyrightable, such as basic waltz, hustle, grapevine, or the second position in classical ballet. Uh, You cannot copyright anything where it is a set of movements whereby a group of people spell out letters with their arms. Ohio. (laughs) You cannot copyright uh, yoga positions or a celebratory end-zone dance. Or athletic victory gesture. Wow. Uh, You can't copyright social dances. You cannot copyright ordinary motor activities or athletic movements or routines not performed by humans. Okay. Okay. So you can copyright a dance routine, assuming it does not 
fall into one of those categories. Uh, derivative choreographic work is work that is based on or derived from one or more pre-existing works, regardless of whether the pre-existing work is choreographic, pantomime, or any other type of work listed in 102A. Typically, derivative choreography is a new version of a pre-existing choreographic work or an entirely new work that combines pre-existing choreography with substantial non-new material. To be registrable, the new material uh, must be independently created. Okay, so you can copyright a dance. But most of these weren't already copyrighted. Yeah, you, this guy did not, you know, copyright it. Yeah. The pumpkin uh, dance segment originally aired during the 10 o'clock nightly newscast on <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska's local station, KXVO. In a last-ditch effort to fill the 22 minutes of programming, <laughs> performed a live <laughs> improvised dance to the Ghostbusters theme song while wearing a pumpkin mask and a black unitard in front of a CGI graveyard backdrop. <laughs> oh, jeez. Have you, have you watched this? <laughs> yes. That's the reason for it is the fact that he just... <laughs> they needed to just fill airtime. <laughs> they needed to fill airtime. So his thought was, you know what? Let me dress up in a unitard, put on a pumpkin, put a pumpkin mask, on my face. and I'm going to dance to the Ghostbusters theme song. <laughs> and just go nuts. And man, he is... He's going nuts. This yep. is okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'd also argue that he doesn't own the dance. No, because a lot of these are, they look like other dances, other, you know, common dance. Yeah, well, but but also the studio should own the dance. KXVO should own the dance. Yeah, I could see that. It was performed, it, it's an, it's, it was an improvised dance, right? Yes. It was developed on the spot, on the job. It should be owned by the studio. <laughs> he went on America's Got Talent and did the... Why? Oh. why? <clears throat> because he's a stand-up comedian living in California. That's that's oh, probably well, the reason that'll, that'll why. That'll do it. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so yes, there's another lawsuit now on Fortnite's dancing emotes. This time, Epic was the one who actually filed the claim in order to the, stop the his... Lawsuit. Well, I mean, like, of course they did. Yeah. Of course they did. God, my world is so weird sometimes when I exist in a place where I work for a company also named Epic. Mm-hmm. Believe me, when you have the name of Midwest Communications, you know how many yeah. Midwest companies are out there that are in the telecom industry? Probably a lot. How many times do I get emails or letters for Midwest Family Radio? Oh, that sounds like it's a different group. It is a different group. But still, having Midwest in your title is problematic. Yep. All right, anything else you want to cover? Oh, there was a thing. What? I just lost. You asked and, and it disappeared. The bank robber who flashed his cash on social media and then got caught? That, that was stupid. Uh, the, the Pokemon company gets to go after the people that leaked. They, they now have a court order for Discord and 4chan. Well, one of those mm. might work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 4chan, is, is 4chan based in the U.S.? Uh. I don't even know anymore. Uh, Discord will, will almost certainly have to, to comply with that. 4chan will probably have to comply with it. It kind of opens up the door to a lot of things. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Company International is going to track these people down. They are in deep trouble. But the court says, yep, nope, they, you, you, should, uh, you should be able to do this. So that sucks for the people who leaked, but also you leaked trade secrets. Yep. <clears throat> uh, okay, I think that's, that's it, though. Yeah? Yeah, I think that's pretty much... 
All I got. Okay. So, random. Oh, uh, Zach Weigel did not win the no. CNN Heroes. We are sad. <laughs> but the lady who did win is helping um women in kenya so i'm i'm not sad (laughs) no no like any one of those people should have won yes no it's 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 not it's not sad by any means it's just you know oh no you know he lost to a woman who's helping right uh yeah okay and all of the people who got to that space uh won ten thousand dollars and some help with, from um an ngo that helps nonprofits uh organizations so he gets yeah. free consultation and ten thousand dollars so yeah props to him on that one okay random topic no random review random review Thank then you. random topic yes Random review, I am reviewing Rescue Time, which I thought was, you know, I'm always uh, trying to figure out how to be more productive. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out how I use my time, right? Yeah. And this one, the reason why I tried out Rescue Time is the fact that um, it's got a Chrome browser extension and it's got um, an app for your cell phone. So it can basically just follow me around right okay. i've got it in, i've got it installed on both you know my work computer and my home computer it's, yeah it's got a desktop app and a chrome browser extension and an app so it can follow me you know it knows what Everywhere. apps i'm using on my phone and on your browser and on my you know it knows what websites i'm going to on my browser and it also knows what apps i'm running on my computer so supposedly it's got everything covered <laughs> All your electronics. Yes. Does it like listen for TV as well? No. Okay. Well, it's, um, I did not get the premium version because the premium version is $9 per month. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So you got the free version. I got the free version and I can tell you I was on my mobile browser one day for six hours. That's a lot of time, Andy. Yes. Which, which day was that? Well, uh, sorry, six hours, 56 minutes over the week. I was on Chrome on my phone. Six hours across the week. Yes. I was was on Chrome. You were on the phone for how long in a day? Okay. For the week, that's a little better. Yes. Two hours and 52 minutes on Chrome on Monday. But (laughs) that's, that's all I know. It won't tell me anything beyond that. Like what websites you were on or... Mm -hmm. So it sounds like the professional edition is where it's at. I assume that would have told you more specifically. Yeah. If you were using Rescue Time Premium, you could see more details about Google Chrome from Android and other activities. Break down your time further and see the specific documents and individual web pages you were spending time with. Isn't that what you wanted in the first place? Yes, but I'm not spending $9 a month for that. Okay. And it's also, um, it's saying, hey, you were in Gmail for 43 minutes. Okay. For 43 minutes? Yes, during my work hours. Okay, sure. Yeah. It seems like not the best, like, time management software. No. I feel like you may have lost more time just worrying about it than than actually doing anything with it yeah no it's like yeah it's it's logging six minutes and 46 seconds on my android home screen which um is basically always up on my phone when i'm at home right so you know so it it has to be more than that yeah and also it it logs my time in google maps as productivity time the only only reason i'm in google maps because i'm driving Or driving, okay. Well, I guess driving's being productive. You're going somewhere, yeah? I guess so, but I can't recategorize it unless I get the premium version, I guess. 
Okay, so the free version sucks. Yes. The premium version might be good, but like nine bucks is a lot. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I was I was very I was excited about this because like I was like, okay, sweet, it's got an app, it's got a Chrome browser extension, it's got you know it's stuff from wherever my, you are. It will follow me wherever I'm at and put everything in one nice bucket. Yeah. And I looked in that bucket and I'm just like, what the frack? <laughs> what what is this here? You know, it's kind of refreshing to like finally have a random review that we say like this sucks yeah <laughs> don't do this yeah but you know it, it seemed exciting so it's like it works with google calendar it works with slack it works with uh git and github and if this then that it okay. works with a lot of stuff but, but you it's need, also garbage it, yeah it needs the premium version and i am not right. no and nine bucks a month is like legit that's asking more than it's worth come on yeah so You know, if I was using this to somehow, like, log freelance work or something, or contract work, maybe then it would be worth the nine bucks a month. Yeah. But right now, just just trying to figure out, hey, where does my my hours of the day go? Yep. Not helpful. I will be... No. I will be uninstalling it across all of the places that I installed it. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. You have to find them all. Yeah. Well, I have an idea. The real question is, how much of your data do they now have... They said something about that where they, oh, where was the thing? How it, how much of a profile have they built on you, Andy? Th- that was part of the, um, that was part of the question on there. And I guess the, the, um, they, the, oh, what they did, they said something about what, um, what data do they store? Too much. The answer is they store too much. It's always, always Probably, going yeah. to be too much. So it, it looked promising, but not so much. Looks can be deceiving. Yep. So I now I gotta I gotta find something. I, I'm trying to find that golden bullet, and I can't really find anything. And I'm sitting there going like, "Oh, am I gonna have to create something on my own?" <sighs> yes. I mean, the answer is probably yes. Uh, no, there's there's got to be something out there already. Already. So. Yep. Rescue time. Getting a getting a pass from me. I I gave it two solid weeks. But I felt just like, you know, it was, it, it was storing information. It was not really giving me true representation. And it just... Yep. Yep. So... Okay. Well, then it's the random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yeah. What is the best knot to use for tying someone to a chair? Oh, my God. Uh, knots. Tie to chair. What is the best knot to use to tie something? No, I don't want to tie fireman's chair. Uh, knots to secure loads. Make sure you turn <laughs> turn on safe sh- search. No, no, no. There's there's nothing wrong with this. I'm I'm searching for knots to secure loads. There is something called the trucker's hitch. <laughs> I was going to say the trucker's hitch or the uh, struggler's knot, which are basically just all variations on a bowline. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're probably going to do very well with a bowline, bowline, whichever one you want to call it. Um, could also maybe do a half hitch. I, I feel like the knot isn't so important as the the important part is not putting the knot near the person you are trying to secure. Or there's th- make sure the knot knot doesn't collapse, which is if you know if you work the knot around a bit, sometimes the knots will actually loosen themselves. Right. So you gotta lock well, the knot into place. That. Yeah. Bolin shouldn't do that. Like, in fact, the more you struggle with a bowline, the tighter it should get. 
Yeah, no, like just thinking about it, the important thing is not the knot itself. It's not putting the knot next to the person. If the knot is anywhere within reach of the person, they should be able to like loosen it or move it around. But like if I tie you to a chair, Andy, right, I have a big rope and I just start wrapping it around you. And then I take both ends of that rope and take them 30 feet away from you or like take one end and put it through. Like I, I, yeah. Putting you between the two of them, where you are tied in such a way that you cannot move. I may have put too much effort into this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the, the best knot to use. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Use a knot. <laughs> or don't tie someone up. Uh, actually, you know what? Hang on. Hang on. You're, you are correct, Dandy. Safe search off of incognito. Uh, <laughs> hang on. First rope bondage tie you should learn. Uh, if you are tying someone to a chair, it should be done consensually. And what you do in the privacy of your own home is up to you. As long as you and your partner are both into it, that's fine. Yep. You need to be safe about it. Yes. There is a method. It's called the Burlington Bolin. Uh, and it is a, a safe knot that should not, like, irritate the skin. It shouldn't, like, tighten on them if they struggle. Oh, yeah, here's the other one, the struggler's knot. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say, like, you... Oh, wow, there's a, there's a whole ropeconnections.com. Um, <laughs> just going to put that one out there. And if, if you are actually interested in doing this, like, cool, that's awesome. My brain, of course, went to the, like, you're kidnapping someone. But legit, I, I should have gone to this first. Like... If you're tying someone to a chair, it needs to be done consensually. They need to be agreeing to the whole process. Yes. You need to have a safe word set up. Uh, if you are doing any sort of gags, then you need some alternative to a safe word. Um, you should be safe. You should talk about it beforehand. You should make sure that you have... Um, oh, God, what's the, what's the term? It's the cool down. It's the, the like, aftercare. Yeah, you need to have aftercare set up and ready to go, uh, and that may mean having, like, an aftercare package ready so that it's like, when we're done, this is what we're going to do so that we can both just kind of calm down and, and be in a good spot. I also may know way too much about this. Uh, I have some very interesting friends. <laughs> I was, I was, I, I'm, I'm slightly dumbfounded at the moment, and, um, mm-hmm. Andy may have learned more about me than he cares to know. Uh, this has not been the first time you and Knots and this area have entered my purview. What? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out when else that could have been. Mm-hmm. It has happened once. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did I leave my computer unlocked or something? <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> All right. Can I just say I have a really interesting group of friends? May you always live in interesting times. I, I do. I do. <laughs> well, now I'm, like, thoroughly curious as to how that, like, what other time that would have intersected with your, that circle of friends with you. You're not going to say, are you? No. I just have to live in wonder. Yes. Okay. That's a wrap. <laughs> This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, 
or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.